You're listening to the Journey Church Podcast. At Journey Church, our vision is to see dreams discovered and built and broken dreams rediscovered and rebuilt. Our mission is to love God, His Word, and His world. For more information on how to connect with us, please stay tuned following the message. Now, we trust that you'll be blessed by the following presentation. The the title of today's talk uh, is simple. It's Before Everyone Gets Here... I just wanted to say, dot, dot, dot. Next weekend, and we have an incredibly unique opportunity next weekend, in that the executive board of Journey Church will be preaching here all weekend. The executive board of Journey Church will, for the first time in 10 years, actually all be able to attend service experiences together. And that's unique because they're all pastors and ministers uh, all over this country. And before all that happens, and I look forward to that happening, I just want to take some time today because I don't get to preach next weekend. Uh, I get to enjoy and absorb, uh, much like we pray you were going to do next weekend as well. But I just want to take some time to tell you what I'm personally thankful for, what uh, I, I, I'm just, what's on my mind, uh, being that we're about to arrive at a decade of existence here at Journey Church and just seeing God's faithfulness unfold here at Journey Church in a way I really uh, have a hard time describing. Because there is a lot that I'm thankful for and there's a lot that I want to say and we would be here <laughs> a long time if I shared all of what I'm thankful for. But if I had to pick a few of them, which I don't like doing, uh, I'd want to say this, number one, uh, that I'm thankful for the opportunity to be a pastor. And that's something that I never thought I would ever say, uh, because I never wanted to be a pastor. When I was in Bible college, I wanted to be an evangelist. Like, that was my heart's desire, was to uh, be someone who would come into a church, preach, which I think I can do, motivate that church to action, and leave to the next city and do the same over and over. Much like a storm. I just wanted to blow in, blow up, and blow out. That's all I wanted to do. I thought I'd be good at doing that. And I had already started to do that in Bible college. I'd started to travel a bit. I'd started preaching at many churches. I started preaching on street corners. I started uh, holding outreaches and just beginning to do that. And that was what I thought I was going to do out of Bible college. Uh, But to be be a pastor, uh, do you know how scary it is to be a pastor? You know, like in my, even in my Bible college mind, how scary it was. Because I remember in Bible college reading verses like Acts 20, 28, you know, which is a verse specifically for pastors. And, and it says this. It says, this is to pastors. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Who wants to do that? Hey, I paid for these people with my own blood. Be careful. (laughs) Right? No, thank you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I don't want to be that guy in charge of that. But he called my wife and I to become that. And church planting pastors at that. I mean, I thought, okay, if I was going to be a pastor of a church, then it would be at the very least, 
the pastor of an already existing church with already existing people that meet in an already existing building that has an already existing finished parking lot. (laughs) And I thought I would just come and be a help, you know, to keep that congregation moving forward and help manage, you know, the momentum of their vision and just love them from the level that God has equipped Missy and I to love people, but God said, no, I'm not calling you to go to something that already exists. I'm calling you to do something that has never existed in this community. I've created you to be a church planning pastor and start something from the ground up. Yes, Lord. And we begin that journey 10 years ago. After having served in ministry 10 years as an associate pastor, in three churches and from that moment ten years ago he began to show Missy and I a very beautiful dream a very beautiful vision as to what he wanted to do in this community and he has been and is doing that here this church is awesome this faith community is incredible our history is one that brings tears to my eyes literally You know, I'm a nostalgic person by nature, so naturally I've just been over the last few weeks, as many nostalgic people do, they just like to look back at pictures and appreciate things. And we used to have a Facebook group called Journey Church Troy. It used to be a group. It's got about a 1,000 members inside of it. And it just became, we kind of outgrew a group method, and so that's why we went to a page. But I I think I'm one of the only ones that still have access to that group. And, and I, can, I, I went back and I just looked at pictures inside of that group, thousands of pictures. In fact, uh, probably just showing a few of them here, uh, you know, that I just, wow, I remember that. I'll never forget that. Looking at these pictures, wow, has it really been five years already since that happened? It just blew me away just looking at pictures and I just started to weep and just thank God for his faithfulness over the years. And I just said, wow, God, I'm, I'm so thankful that that, something I never wanted to do, is something that God attached to my life. And this essentially leads me to the second thing that I want to say, in that I, I, look, at, I look at those images and, and, again, just think back on the moments in our history. Our history. And I think, wow, God, I'm thankful that you gave me this dream piece by piece. Like I'm thankful that even though he's the God of it all, he's rarely if ever the God of all at once. Does that make sense? What I mean by that is I'm so thankful that God did not on June 7, 2009 just give us all of this. I'm thankful. I'm glad that we did not start out at 366 South Lincoln. I'm thankful that we had just 62 people in a 450-seat auditorium in our first service. I'm thankful that this dream did not arrive into our hands finished, but it was handed to us piece by piece. In fact, I'm thankful that it took 10 years for us to get where we're at today because I've learned that dreams given to you piece by piece bring a greater appreciation to what it is that God is giving you. 
as opposed to if he gave it all to you at once. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, how many know also (laughs) at the beginning of a dream, that's not our desire. In fact, we pray for it all to be given to us at once. When you pray for a vision, you're seeing the finished product, so that's what you want. And believe me, that was me. I was, I was praying for buildings and hundreds and hundreds to be saved and baptized and sound systems and, and, and finances and all the things necessary that I knew it was going to take to make Journey Church happen. And God had all of that stuff that I was praying for, but chose to not give it to me all at once. He had all of it in his hand and more for us, but he didn't give it to us all at once. You see, the journey to the dream is as important as the dream itself. Always see the importance of the journey. Mm, That's a good name for a church right there. You see, in our journey to be what today may look like a crowd, we've learned in this 10 years to not make it about the crowd, but to appreciate and treasure and value the individual person and people that make up, one by one, the crowd. And in this journey, I'm thankful for each and every one of you for choosing. Some might say choosing. Because you chose to be here. You choose to be here. You choose to give of your time to be part of this family. I can't look at your faces because I'll I'll get emotional. You choose to be part of this family, and that is absolutely what we consider you to be, family. And we know at times families can have some drama. Drama. We know at times that families aren't always fun. Families can have moments when someone says something or does something that upsets another member of the family. Come on. How many know there are no perfect families in the world in the same sense that there are no perfect church families in the world? In fact, we've been saying this for years at Journey Church. We're all, if you're new, welcome to Journey. Meaning, we're all going to make mistakes. No matter how hard you embrace the desires of sanctification, you're still embracing it with mortal, sinful flesh. We're always going to make mistakes. It's not an excuse for your sin, but it exposes the reality of it and our need to go to the Lord because of it. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to continue to fail. But we strive to, in our mistakes and in our failures, to fail forward. To allow forgiveness and love and grace and mercy to win the day and be a win for the family that God put here. You see, we don't believe in burning bridges at Journey Church. We believe in building bridges and keeping those bridges built. And we thank you for choosing to be part 
of and giving grace to and receiving grace from this great family. In fact, can we just right now thank God for the family that is Journey Church. Amen. Amen. Journey Church. And I feel I need to say this right now for some of you, and I don't know if I've said this before, but uh, I want to apologize because at the very beginning, uh, before we started Journey Church, I did a name search because I was really passionate about the name Journey Church. I did a name search to see if there were any Journey Churches within 100 miles of Troy. And because if there was, I wasn't going to name it Journey because I didn't want it to be invasive or anything like that. And so I did a name search, and it came back nothing. Matter of fact, they said the closest Journey Church was down in Springfield, Missouri, or Kansas City area. And I was like, sweet. So I called it Journey Church, and then we, we started marketing from there. And then slowly after we started our services in 2009, some people started asking me, like, hey, are we a part of the main campus? And, and I was like, what are you talking about, you know? And I said, we are the main campus. And they're like, are you, wait, wait hold on a second. Like, they said, are, are you a part of Journey Church in St. Louis? You know, and I'm like, what? You know, but again, we were at a place where I just, I was praying for people to come, you understand? So I was like, yeah, absolutely, we're a part of the Journey Church in St. Louis. And they're like, oh, sweet, I love that church. And I'm like, come on in. It's going to be just like that. And I didn't even know there was one. So I'm doing a Google search, and I found out that there was a church in St. Louis called The Journey. It's not Journey Church. It's called The Journey, and it's a fantastic church. At the time, it was pastored by Darren Patrick, and, I mean, a few thousand people in different campuses. I mean, they're making incredible impact uh, in the St. Louis area. And so I was just like, wow, I had no idea. So I even wrote Pastor Patrick at the time. And he's like, oh, we, we already heard about you before you were coming. And we're just so thankful for what God's doing for you guys out there. And it was really cool. But, uh, yeah, I just said that because I said a few years later, I think it was like five years ago, people were going like, how come we never do things with the main campus in St. Louis? And I'm like, what are you saying? Like, we are the main campus. And like, no, you told us that we were part of the main church in St. Louis. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just said that so you would come to this church. Amen. <laughs> And they're like, well, I've been coming for four years at work, so I just want to say I apologize for the lie. We are not a part of the journey in St. Louis. Amen. I never said that from the pulpit or anything like that, but <laughs> amen. just want to clear the air. And in that, I just wanted to say number three. Let's move on. How thankful I am for the staff of this church. The team that God has placed around the dream. We have an incredible staff here at Journey Church. And we have an incredible staff, part of our Troy Dream Center, who, before they became staff, chose to make us their church family and home. Many of them years before they ever became staff. And if you know the world of church ministry, you know how absolutely rare that is. God sent each and every one of our team members here in the right time, in the right places that they oversee. Whether it's Angel Layer, who I don't know where she is, uh, right over here, who's my administrative assistant, who absolutely, I believe, has one of the most difficult jobs in this building is administrating all that I administrate, 
and leading the calendars and the schedules and the finances and the team and the process and the structure and just she's got a whirlwind of responsibility on her and the burden of having to work close with me <laughs> she's a gift she's an absolute gift to Tim Overstreet the bearded wonder <laughs> who is responsible for our music program and our worship program as well as our facilities all that you've seen done here is under the purview of his leadership and the team that he's gathered around this place. Pastor Jake Lawrence, who works so hard, he's vacationing right now in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, much to a deserved time away, who oversees incredible ministries like Journey Youth, uh, our media and production, as well as our missions and building beyond ministries. Can you imagine carrying those three alone? He's a gift, a true gift. Somebody that I've known since 1994, personally, Jake, when he was, like, little Isaiah, like, is, was Jake. That's Jake. So cute. Anyway, uh, he's incredible. To Pastor Danny Brooks, uh, who's our children's pastor, and what a fantastic children's pastor at that, as well as our group's pastor, who's over all of our groups here at Journey Church. What a gift he is. To Deanna Parks, who, for some of you that know her story to this church, know that it's a miracle how she got here, who oversees our impressions ministry. To Pastor Steve Miller, who I've had the opportunity to know him and his family for the last nine and a half years now, who is over the Troy Dream Center. Like, these are incredible people, not to mention our Dream Center staff, or even our, some of our accounting staff. Like, just incredible people, y'all. And I'm thankful that they are exactly who they are, because they're exactly who we need them to be. I'm thankful that they're the genders that they are. And what I mean by that is if you've seen the Snapchat filter, <laughs> where you can see what you look like as the other gender. Now you, some, see, some of y'all, when I said that, I'm thankful that the genders, you're like, why would you say that? Let me show you exactly why I said that. Because if you want to know what Pastor Jesse would look like as Pastor Jessica, go on. And you know what offends me about this filter? Is that I'm still bald on the top of my head. They still won't give me hair. For all, if you're a woman and you struggle with that, like, I would relate. I would relate to that. Like, wow. You want to see something crazy, look at the next. This is Missy. This would be, if, this would be my husband right here. Oh, my God. Take that off. Take it off. It's disturbing. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on, put it back on just for a minute. Oh, God, take it away, take it away, amen. Whew. Who's next? Look at this one. This is Angel, if she were a guy. My God. That's disturbing, too, I'm sorry. Darren, I'm sorry, you never even seen that, did you, brother? That's your husband right there, brother. Amen. 
Go to the next one. Look at this one. This one's Pastor Jake right here. Look at that. That's powerful. The guy looks like his mom right there. Amen. That's crazy. Look at the next one right here. This is Deanna right here. Dean. Amen. Look at that. My God. That's crazy right there. Holy smokes. Amen. Look at Pastor Danny. He looks the same, just with a wig. Isn't that weird? Like you got a, you got a, you're a pretty guy. Amen. That's pretty awesome. The filter's like, I wouldn't change anything. Just give him some hair. That's incredible. Look at this one right here. This one's, uh, look at Steve Miller. Praise the Lord. You know, ironically, you look like Allie in a way. Like, and that's no offense to Allie. I just think that's pretty wild right there. Last but certainly not least, look at this. My God. How many know what I mean when I say, I'm thankful that they are the genders that they are, amen. That's, that's praise the Lord, amen. What a team. Well. <laughs> Message is ruined now, amen. Where do you go from there? Lastly, number four. If, if I could say anything before everyone gets here, I would, I would say this. May, may we, Journey Church, never take our eyes off of the vision of this church. And the vision of Journey Church, as you know, is we exist. This is why we're here, to see dreams discovered and built and to see broken dreams rediscovered and rebuilt. You see, this isn't just something that I say. Like, this is my purpose in life. I believe that this is why I'm on this planet is to allow my life to be a mechanism or a help to allow other people to see their purposes in life. If I'm not a part of helping people see and discover their purposes, I don't want to live anymore. Like, this is why I'm on this planet, is to be able to help people see that they're here for a reason, that there's a reason they're on this planet, there's a reason they have breath in their lungs, and that reason is absolutely beautiful, because you are absolutely beautiful. He designed you. Did you know that? And he didn't just design you. Psalm chapter 139 and verse 14, David says, I praise you, God, because I, talking about humanity, mankind, am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, you want to know what really blows me away in this verse is the word fearfully. Like God carried fear in your creation. That is the tremendous lens to be put on the amount of respect and care that God had designing you. Have you ever been just straight up nervous before? A task that you were responsible for? <laughs> like where you found yourself shaking nervous? You understand? Because you didn't want to mess up. Like your palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on your sweater from mom's spaghetti. You're nervous, but on the surface you look calm and ready to drop bump. You understand what I'm saying, amen? Like you understand? Like you're just nervous. Like God was was nervous in making you. He designed you with, pre with precision. He put a lot of planning into you. 
And he didn't make you without planting beautiful dreams and purposes in your life. And I love being part of helping other people see that. You see, your dreams, your purposes, why you're here is what we're after to help unfold and reveal. Do you have that picture? I've been doing this for years of just taking the dreams of our church. We write it down and just send it up a mountain when I go to Phoenix just to believe for bigger and pray. And I set the dreams of this church on a mountain just to, just to almost illustrate like the starting point at the bottom of a mountain and the, and the top of the mountain is kind of the, 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 the finish line. And I'll walk up there and I'll carry those dreams. And, 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 and while I'm carrying, I'm just praying like, God, help me, show me, show them, help them. Let us get to the point where they see why you're here and let those dreams be fulfilled. Dreams of all sizes, small dreams, like seeing people get out of debt so they can begin to give more to God's kingdom. I mean, we've had people say, uh, I, I, coming here, like, I don't even know what it's like to not be in debt. And they come and they, they find the, uh, the, the dream of, 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 of financial freedom. And they're able to go and be, be more of a blessing to people in the world around them. To large dreams, like what we heard a couple of weeks ago with the Schleeders. The dream of just having a baby after time and time again experiencing miscarriage and painful moment after painful moment, here they sit now with the reality right in front of them, the dream of having a baby. You know, one of my favorite moments in this church, if you know me, you've heard me say this before, if, and it's hard to rank, I don't rank things, but if I had to, I'd say probably one of the top moments in this church for me personally that I've ever experienced was where we got to see a dream discovered by a man by the name of Steve Stewart. And Steve Stewart, I just think, is one of the most incredible people that I ever had the opportunity to know. And he was, he was well into his, his 80s, and he was a resident at a special needs residential care facility, Four Seasons Nursing Home in Moscow Mills. And he was, he'd basically grown up in those, that type of facility care his whole life, but he was a huge Elvis fan monstrous because he came up in that Elvis time and he said it was his dream his lifelong dream he said to sing Elvis Presley songs in front of people he said he had dreams just to sing it and he was never given the opportunity well into his 80s and I heard that and I was like we're going to make that dream come true for how many were there, you remember this, this moment. And, and, and I remember we, we had him come up here, he had his oxygen tank. I remember seeing a stocking cap and everything. And he sang Blue Christmas at our Christmas service. And I remember just watching him go to Elvis Town, y'all, with a microphone. And he's singing Blue Christmas. And after he got done, the church just gave him a standing ovation. And I remember watching him get this standing ovation. And he just goes, oh, wow, like he couldn't believe it. He almost passed out right there in the moment. And Steve Stewart passed away about four months after that. And I got to preach at his funeral and just share how we are put here together to help make the dreams that God put in our lives come to pass. And it was just amazing to see a church that lives and thrives to help make people's dreams come true. It's a beautiful vision that we have here at Journey Church. May we never take our eyes off of it. love it but having a vision like this in this church brings some challenges to us 
in that some of the dreams God puts in people are dreams that end up moving them beyond our church. In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but from this church have come senior pastors, worship pastors, your daughter, which congratulations to Ali Shipley now, who was married yesterday, is a worship pastor at Family Life Fellowship fantastic church in Moberly, church leaders in other churches today that all just started out attending. And some even found their relationship with God right here. And as a result, found a dream that took them to other places to go and fulfill that dream. And today, I'm extremely happy to, and at the same time extremely sad, to report that a God dream, a God dream has been discovered in one of our staff that is going to take them and their family beyond our church to do amazing, incredible, and beautiful things in another community. And I want them to come and tell you just a little bit about that. Would you welcome to the stage the incomparable Tim and Ashley Overstreet. Amen. You know, this is one of those moments that you just want to absorb what it is that's happening. And so I want to give you, brother, the opportunity just to share what it is that God has put on your wife and your heart to go and do. Well, um, I don't do anything without my iPad, so <laughs> let me just get this really quick here. It's very different to have somebody else doing the, the music behind me, too. Anyways, let me pull this up here. So... Uh, I've got about five minutes, and I, I really don't know how to sum up 10 years in five minutes, but um, could you put that vision, vision statement back up on the screen? We exist to see dreams discovered and built, and broken dreams rediscovered and rebuilt. I try to do this without crying, but uh, I remember at about, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old, um, uh, I had started playing guitar, you know, I started on the worship team, and uh, actually Tom Manis, the guy that played bass today, is the one who really got me started on uh, playing guitar, and uh, I remember thinking, this is what I want to do with my life, you know, I want to be a worship pastor, um, and there was a period of my life that uh, was not so great, and so when, when, the, vision, when the vision statement says, broken dreams rediscovered and rebuilt i believe that's what god has done in my life and um it's incredible uh so when i look back on on the last 10 years i see i see god how god has been faithful to me um and that's why i explain like when i'm leading worship you know when i'm leading us in worship and I have this really goofy smile on my face, it's because I'm thinking back on what God has done in my life. I'm forgetting everything in the present. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've been saved. 
And uh, if he knew my past, he would be like, holy cow, you know, this guy's he's been saved. And so I look back, and that's what, that's what makes me tear up. That's what uh, it just gets me every time because God is so good even when I didn't deserve it. And uh, speaking of don't deserve, I mean, God brought me my awesome hot wife right here. <laughs> yeah. I definitely... I definitely do not deserve, but I've been blessed with. Um, so I, I'm not saying that all of, you know, all of these things uh, have just come like this. And I think that's a misconception sometimes. Um, I don't believe God always does that. Sometimes he does. But in other cases, uh, I've had to take baby steps, you know. I've had to, as I like to call it, I like to peel layers off myself. And sometimes they're painful, sometimes they hurt, but in order to grow, there has to be something that happens. There has to be, you have to be pushing forward to grow. And um, yeah, so I look back 10 years ago and you're, uh, 10 years ago, I was a completely broken person. 10 years ago, I, I was literally trying to just go to sleep by drinking and not wake up. And uh, so to be here, uh, standing in front of you all is a, is a pretty awesome thing. Amen. So like I said, the past details are, it's not, it's not what matters. God has, God has done incredible things in my life, and we're all on this journey, um, no pun intended, uh, but we just decide which way to go, each and every one of us do. And uh, so I just want to tell a quick story because I know we're, we're pushing time here. But when I first started coming to Journey Church, I guess it was, uh, it was a few months or maybe it was about six months. I can't really recall. But six weeks. Was it six weeks? And then, oh, six weeks. Wow. You really pulled me into this one really quick. Uh, so I got asked. First off, I got asked to play on the worship team, which I said I would never do. Uh, and the next thing, uh, Jesse asked me to be in a play, which uh, I, I wasn't that guy in high school, and I'm still not that guy today. But uh, I said, yes, you know what? I'm going to be in this play. And it was the Living Last Supper. And uh, Jesse, asked me to be, Jesse asked me to be Judas in this play. And uh, I'll never forget it. There was this coin purse thing that was supposed to be really cool and you know when I throw it it was supposed to be this really impactful thing you know and when I throw it it was just filled with like foam or styrofoam or something so it hit the ground and it just goes poof so there was no impact whatsoever <laughs> anyways I guess you had to be there to see it um, I'll never forget it but I remember I was on the phone with my mom, and uh, uh, my mom was just like, oh, this is so great. My son is back in church. You know, a mother's heart just praying for me all the time. Mm. And uh, so she's like, oh, it's so great, Tim. It's just so great. And I'm like, yeah, Mom, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm actually in this play. And she's like, you're, you're in a play? And I said, yeah, I'm in a play, Mom. It's pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, as I begin to tell her, I said, I'm, I'm Judas, you know, in the Living Last Supper. And what was crazy is, as I just told her in that moment, I said, uh, I said, Mom, 
I'm Judas in real life. And these people have no idea who I am. And we're, you know, whatever time in, I said, they, they don't know me. And they asked me to be Judas, and that's who I am in real life. And of course, as a mom, uh, if you know my mom, she automatically said, don't speak that over your life. And I think we just heard that message a couple of weeks ago, right? <laughs> right. And it's true. Don't speak that over your life. And she began to just coach me and say, you know, that's not you. You know, God has bigger plans. And uh, just start speaking life into me. And uh, for that, I say, thank you, Mom. Because uh, I think everybody needs that. Um, So I was at my lowest spot in my life. uh, The lowest I have personally ever been. I didn't uh, didn't pick myself up from my bootstraps, you know. Like the saying says, I I tried that I tried that many times on my own, too many times to count. And uh, I've learned in the last ten years that being open, transparent, vulnerable, and not to rely on me, but to rely on His unfailing love. It's funny Jesse mentioned uh, Psalms thirty three earlier. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Psalms 33, 18. But, but the Lord watches over those who fear him. Yeah, come on. Those who rely on his unfailing love. Hmm. So go home today and read the whole chapter, chapter 33. It doesn't take very long. It's like, I don't know, 20 verses or 25 verses. I can't remember. Um, but all that to say... I love this church. Ashley and I both love this church. She moved here from Nashville to be here with me. Again, undeserving, but I am the luckiest dude ever. Uh, No one moves to Troy, Missouri to to just hang out, you know? Um, Some people do. God brings people here, too. Uh, Ashley and I could stay another 10 years we could retire here. We really could. I love this church. I look around in the room, and there's so many different stories. I've, lo- I've worked alongside so many of you. Um, and those memories, they'll never, they'll never die. I'll, uh, I'll remember every one of them. But, but the thing I've learned is that if God says something, if God says to do something, The only response can be yes. So we believe we're being called to a community in Washington State. And we don't have all the details. Maybe we won't for a while, but if God says to go, we want to say yes. And we can't can't stay knowing that. We can't stay knowing that God wants us somewhere else. And God has pulled our hearts, and it's, it's, it's rough because it's like peeling a Band-Aid off, you know? Um, but again, being open, being vulnerable creates growth in our life. You know, we, we've had this conversation now for a little bit, and this was a hard one to hear because we know who this couple is to this church. We had the opportunity to be with the leadership this past Tuesday and share this with them, and we wept, and, and uh, 
you know, just to see what it is that God's calling you to really is the only piece that we have to know what God's calling you from. And that's this church family. And I shared this a little bit with the leadership, but God prepared my heart for this several years ago. It was about four years ago. And, uh, you know, Pastor Tim at the time, we didn't know Miss Ashley. But Pastor Tim was just kind of in a down, a down, it was a down day. He would it say. was definitely a down day. And we were at uh, John Deere Drive, and Missy and I had just found out we were having Asia. Well, we didn't even know it was in Asia. We just knew we were having a child, and we were still blown away by that. And we weren't telling anybody. And then, anyway, fast forward, I just I walk up to the sound booth, and Pastor Tim's in there, and he just looked down. And I was like, what's going on? And, you know, he just said, oh, it's just too late, man. It's too late. And I apologize for sharing your vulnerability here in this moment in front of everybody but uh you know he just goes it's too late for me and I was like what are you talking about he's like I'm in my going into my late 30s now and I I haven't found someone and he goes you can't have kids in your late 30s man and I was just looking there like well I was like you never know I was like you never know man (laughs) and uh couldn't say anything but uh, I was like you never know he's like no you don't know man you don't know you know I mean, no, sometimes we just have those moments, and that's where he was, and I just said, well, man, let me tell you this, let me tell you this, you'll, you'll never know, you never know what God's going to do, because we all know he has great things for him, and I remember I was walking away, and, and I just kind of looked at him from the, from, the, uh, from the threshold of the auditorium doors, and God spoke to me, he said, you know, I'm going to call him on one day, and uh, he says his brother's going to have something to do with that calling, and uh, at the time, I didn't know all those details, but just knew that his brother Chris was going to play a part at some level in the ministry calling of his life, and that we would one day see him go. And I just, I kept that word in my heart, and I never said anything until he told me uh, a few months ago that God was calling him and his family to Washington, and that's where his brother lives. And it seems like God's moving other members of the Overstreet home up in that area to do something fantastic in that community. Some of it's going to be all together. Many of it's going to be also individually in the impact that you guys are going to make. But when he shared that with me a few months ago, I shared that word that I had in my heart a long time ago. And that prepared me for this. And just knowing how beautiful this, this family is and to see who God blessed him with and then what God blessed you both with in little Jeb and Mabel. I mean, it's just awesome to see this family that God has built here at this church. And I just want to say this. Like, this is, this, is, this is a man here that came here broken, like he said. And through this community of faith, uh, he was able to rediscover a dream. He was able to rebuild a dream. And now a new dream is being discovered in their life. A new dream that God is giving them both, and that dream is sending them to another place, to another people, to be a blessing and more that they've been to us. And so I just want to say this, Journey Church, having a vision like this doesn't just force us to be a receiving church, but it forces us to be a sending church. And Tim and Ashley, before everyone gets here next weekend and this celebration begins, I just want to say how absolutely I thankful I am to know you And I know this church would say how absolutely thankful they are to know you and the blessing that you are to all of us. 
and we will always consider you family, whether it's you leading worship on this platform or leading worship on platforms and, and loving people in churches, my goodness, thousands of miles away from here. We are so honored to have known you over this last 10 years, and we thank God for both of you so much. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I was just going to say you can stop clapping now. But. <laughs> so here's what's happening, guys. Uh, they're going to be taken off to Washington here shortly. Uh, so their last Sunday with us is going to be Father's Day. That's three more Sundays we've got with the Overstreets. And we're going to look for avenues, and I encourage you to look for avenues just to celebrate them. It's going to be impossible for them to meet with all of us. But just find avenues. Send them a message. Send them a note. You know, write them something. Uh, just to let them know. Because how many know it's easy to forget some stuff we hear, but we never forget the things that we see and can hold in our hands. And we're going to take Father's Day uh, and interview both of you on this platform. And we're going to call that message just seasons. And the seasons that brought them here, the seasons that brought you together and the seasons that's sending you off. It's going to be a beautiful message where you get to hear more uh, to this story that we're kind of sharing at surface level because it really is a beautiful story, and it's going to just illustrate the power of faith and just relationship that we've been able to have. And so I want to encourage you guys, if you would at this moment, just to be dismissed uh, into the lobby because this church is going to want to uh, love on you. So I want to say this. Tim loves hugs. And he loves it even if guys just like squeeze in like this. He loves that. And so just, just know that's the first time we've ever hugged right there, ever. So, uh, but anyway, would you just on your way out the door today just be able to just express your love for them? It's going to be an emotional ride for all of us. I mean, you're like, what's next? Because how many know these are some big shoes to fill? But we've been able to walk and talk with somebody who's got littler feet uh, that's going to be a blessing. You're going to hear more of that story as it unfolds as Brittany and going to be taking the helm of our team and beginning to grow our team. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful ride. I mean, we're a blessed worship ministry here at this church. We're very blessed with all the gifts that God's given us. Amen. Wow. Before everyone gets here, this is a good moment. And we wanted to share that before all the celebrating comes. Let's celebrate the dreams that God has given us and the ones that God is sending from us. It's going to be awesome to see what God does. Matter of fact, him and his brother are writing a book right now together. And we believe a ministry is even going to be born out of that book. And so we plan on bringing him and his brother here to even share it. So it's not goodbye. Uh, my goodness, how many know with kingdom it's never goodbye? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to the Journey Church Podcast. If you would like prayer or to connect with us in any way, please contact us by emailing us at info at journeychurchmo.com. You can also find more information on service times, events, and more on our website, www.journeychurchmo.com.